session with Dr. Farid Kolaku. Good evening and welcome to In Session with Dr. Fadi Tolakwi. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Tolakwi, and I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. Studio number to call in, 310-441-0555. But if you do call in, I ask that all questions be directed towards my guest tonight, who is Reza Safai. He's here to promote his new movie, The Persian Connection, which I hope you will all check out. The premiere is this Friday, and we'll talk more about how you can see it uh, whether you're in the L.A. area or wherever else you might be. But let me give you a little introduction. He doesn't really need an introduction, but let me give you a few words so we get to know him a little bit better. So Reza Safai, we'll talk about his middle name maybe a little bit later, he was born in Iran and he co-starred in the 2011 Sundance audience winner Circumstance, prompting the Huffington Post to declare that he deserves to be a frontrunner for the Best Supporting Actor Oscar. The film went on to win key awards at Outfest, Rome, Madrid, and New York City New Fest, in addition to earning a Spirit Award nomination for Best Film. Since Reza's short film, The Mario Valdez Story, took home second place at Cannes, and the award-winning short A Better Place Than This became PBS's flagship film, he has become a mainstay in the U.S. indie film scene as both an actor and producer in many films, including Austin Found, Prevater and Shah Bob. The first film from his newly minted shingle Black Light District was the Sundance sensation A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, the world's first Iranian vampire western that made many top 10 lists for 20, 2014, including Newsweek, The New Republic, and Salon. In addition to winning a Gotham Award, the film received Spirit Award nominations for Best First Film, Best Cinematography, and the Someone to Watch Award. Along with Elijah Wood, Reza executive produced and played Rockabilly. His latest film, The Persian Connection, is a stylish neon noir thriller set in the opium underworld of Tehranjilis, which we are currently in. Premiered, and it premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival 2016 to rave reviews and was released by Samuel Golden Films. And he plays the main role and he also produced this film. His next leading role will be in the French Thai co-production A Better Place Than This, a feature adaptation of the award-winning short. The script was an SFFS KRF finalist, along with Sundance winner Fruitvale Station and X, uh, I think it's South by Southwest winner Short Term 12. Previously, he has produced more than 50 short films and over 30 fashion films, and he joins us tonight. Reza John, thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure, Fatty John. It's like, uh, I hear that, and I'm like, you know, maybe it's, we can just, Call it quits now. <laughs> There's <laughs> well, a lot that's been done there. <laughs> well, I think that speaks to the body of work that you have um, and that we can get into a lot more. And also, I know you're very excited. I'm very excited to talk about your newest project or the one that's uh, about to come out that people can get to see. And that is The Persian Connection, which you started and also produced yes. um, along with some big shots in the Iranian uh, Hollywood or acting community. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe you could tell us a little bit about this movie. Uh, yeah. I've seen the trailer, which I think looks fantastic. Thank but you. tell people what they can expect with the Persian connection. Yeah, um, well, I can give you a little background on it. Um, the 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 story actually has a few different um, 
it, it sparked from a few different uh, moments in my past. And um, the first one was actually I was fortunate enough to be invited to this kind of uh, shishi Hollywood barbecue <laughs> that was uh, supposed to be um, uh, promotion for a makeup line. And uh, I found myself, uh, to my you know, utter delight, sitting next to Francis Ford Coppola. And I was literally in shock. I didn't know, you know, what to say or do. And he just asked me my name. And as soon as I said Reza, he um, immediately knew that I was Iranian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you would expect, the guy has an amazing knowledge of just history, but also Persian history. And so, you know, we started hitting it off. And I think he enjoyed it because we weren't just doing Hollywood talk and mm -hmm. deals and, you know, actually talking about culture. And, uh, you know, fast forward to the end of the evening and he had found himself, this wasn't even his house, but he found himself into the kitchen and he started making pasta and he's an amazing <laughs> chef too, right? And so we're having a great time and I'm just like, you know, kind of pinching myself because uh -huh. he's made, you know, obviously oh, yeah. one of my, you know, favorite trilogy, the uh, the Godfather series, mm -hmm. um, but also some so many other great films. And uh, he, before I left, you know, he made a, he made sure to let me know that, you know, it was really important. He said, Reza, it's very important for you to make films that have something to dr that draw on your heritage in some fashion. Mm. And that would, you know, I took that really to heart because one, you know, I was thinking about it at the moment. It was like when before Godfather, Italians were other. Mm -hmm. After Godfather, Italians were like white, for lack of a better, <laughs> you know, I mean, they were mm -hmm. part of the culture. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I, I was at that moment, I was like, you know what, I, I'd like to somehow make my version of an Iranian gangster film. So that was one thing. And then, you know, fast... By the way, that sounds like a one of those fake Hollywood stories people dream to have, but you really <laughs> got to experience it, which, right? which is pretty cool. I feel like you can make a movie out of what came, you know, what you made this movie, the motivation of this movie, but okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like to put it on the DVD extras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Francis will play himself. Uh -huh. it, I'll, I'll take his part if he doesn't, you know, I'll, I'll volunteer. Um, so, you know, that was one thing. And then, um, you know, there was a, a, a very, you know, uh, just tragic uh uh you know I, when i was with the movie you mentioned circumstance um i was uh it was it was actually playing in um i don't know if you know this festival it's called the new directors new films it's a showcase mm -hmm. of films at the lincoln center and um and also at moma and we were the closing night film and right after we finished i was reading a short story um uh, about an a veteran from the Iran-Iraq war. And it really hit me, you know? Mm. Um, and I was, and then I, you know, I was taking a, a, a bus to DC to see my cousins. And, um, uh, I had received all these calls from my sister and I'd missed them. And I was very concerned because, you know, I didn't know mm -hmm. what was going on. And finally I was able to get on the phone with her. And, um, this is always really hard for me to say. Um, but, you know, someone very dear to me um, and just, a, you know, I'll, I'll keep it private in, in the sense, you know, who it was exactly. But someone very dear to me, the person who introduced me to the riches of Iranian culture, you know, first, like, took me to a Shajarian concert. First, mm -hmm. like, you know, when I read uh, Bufakur, The Blind Owl by Saleh Hidayat or, you know, all the intricacies of, you know, Persian art um, was introduced to me from him. 
But anyway, I got on the phone call and she told me that um, that he had committed suicide. Mm. And um, um, I ended up um, at that moment, you know, I knew that I had to pay tribute to him in some fashion. And mm. um, and the best way I know how is to tell stories. Um, so he, you know, just to give you a little bit of background, he had actually volunteered to go on the front lines of the Iran-Iraq war. And it wasn't, um, you know, he thought it was unfair that people of privilege could get out of it. So he had done this and miraculously survived and, you know, shortly thereafter came out of Iran and came to live with us at these impressionable age, you know, between when I was 15 to 20. And it was, I can remember very vividly, I was sitting, we were watching TV to get him familiarized with the culture and, you know, and English. And, and it was a show that I wasn't particularly into, but it was the, that TV show MASH. Mm-hmm. And I looked over at him, and he was so distant and removed, and it was really unlike him because he was a really sweet man. And uh, I, you know, I said, "What's wrong?" And he said, "Reza." And I mean, he took his time to really make sure that I got this point. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Reza, there's nothing funny about war." And I mm-hmm. saw the pain, you know, underneath mm-hmm. this. And you know, unfortunately, the PTSD, you know, never. You know, he was never able to deal with it. And um, so it was a combination of these things. And then I met this really, you know, spectacular artist named Daniel Grove, who's become my, you know, partner in crime. We formed a company together. We were, uh, you know, the Blacklight District that you mentioned is our mm-hmm. company. And yeah, we made this short film together. And I told him, you know, these stories and things that I'd written and and then he took it and made it his own, you know. Um, but that's where it all started. Wow. The Persian connection. It's a f- I mean, you know, I, I say this story. I will say the movie is a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it has, you know, we take genre and we like to enliven it and deepen it with all these, you know, colors. And, you know, so from anywhere from like the American dream to martyrdom to mm-hmm. freedom to you know what it means to be the other here and all these things are explored in the film but it's done through uh in a gangster genre well you know clearly the the motivations you had behind the picture are themselves very intense and complex and i think you even see that again i've only seen the preview or the trailer but you see that it's an intense movie it seems like it's going to take you on a ride you know Mm -hmm. lots of ups and downs and there's you know an intensity to it um and you know, you mentioned that you wanted to tell, you like to tell stories. Yeah. And after that encounter with Francis Ford Coppola, kind of this feeling of okay, I want to make films that tell the Iranian story. Mm. And so, was that something that you had to go almost like revisit yourself or get in contact with yourself, or was it more of reflecting an Iranian American perspective, mm. not just an Iranian perspective? Right. That's a great point. Um, you know. I think when art is great, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And and I guess there's a fine line between, you know, uh, where it becomes um, masturbatory, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to personal. But mm-hmm. um, another aspect of this film that also, you know, had a personal 
resonation with me was, uh, you know, the there's a, it's a, it's all takes place as you said in the opium underworld. And again, this is a movie, not a documentary. Right. You know, so <laughs> I know that. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I find it very funny that, like, no one questions, like, you know, Superman wears these tights and flies around. But, like, <laughs> hey, wait a second. That's not what happens, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't sell drugs on that street. So that's, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden it's not accurate. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I uh, I think it is personal. And I had to, you know, um, with my past, I, uh, you know, I was into the opium uh, myself. Mm. And, um, you know, fortunately, it's my past. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, uh, drugs and alcohol were, a, a, you know, a, a thing that I enjoyed for a, a while and then until they didn't become enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, and, you know, a deadening pain, I think, is something that else, obviously, everyone can relate to on some mm-hmm. level. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but... Uh, well, I mean... At least- well, it starts, you know, there's so much that I'm sure the motivation for your own life. You're mm-hmm. not just telling the Iranian story. You're not just telling your story. You're trying right. to tell a story that many people can relate to and those themes of yeah. drug use. Um, you know, kind I will of, say this, yeah. too, that, like, the Iran-Iraq war is something mm-hmm. I found that no one in the West really knows anything about. Right. It's just unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it, to them it's just two, en- two of our enemies going at it, so they don't really, they probably I, don't honestly, care too I much about that. Honestly, I think as soon as you say Iraq war, they the Iran part doesn't even make sense. It's right. like, oh, well, you mean like... The when, Gulf War. Yeah, yeah right. And yeah. it's like, no, no, this was a completely different war. Mm-hmm. And, you know, World War One trench warfare, brutal, two million people killed on both sides, and... I interviewed a lot of um, veterans from the war here in L.A. as mm. research for the film. Wow. And because of my own personal connection, <laughs> the Persian connection to the uh, the film, uh, a lot of these guys felt comfortable telling me their stories. And they, you know, they work and they don't talk about this. And it's not like something that they're getting help from, uh, you know, the V.A. Mm-hmm. for. But, man, the stories I heard, mm. it's horrific. I mean, like next level blood curdling horror, you know? And I, uh, I was like, you know, we gotta, we gotta, I mean, one of the things I hope is that when the film, because I think the film's going to play broader because it's in English and Farsi and Russian. Mm. Um, and it, you know, as you said, it premiered at Tribeca and it's, uh, Samuel Goldwyn's releasing it. So a, a lot of people in the West are going to see the film. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of hope that one of the things that comes out of it is people like question and what was the Iran Iraq War? What what happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's a small part of the past of the character. It's not the majority of the film because it's all in modern day, mm-hmm. but it informs so much of what's going on underneath. And uh, to me, that would be a big uh, you know victory if like people start to go, well, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. what was that? Yeah, and I think even a lot of Iranians in the United States don't know much about that. You know, if they were born here, or grew up here. And I think, you know, even from the preview, you see that it's a part of it, but it wasn't like you wanted to make a documentary about that or a PSA about right. people should know about this. But it can give people this idea that this is something that's worth knowing more about. And hopefully they do do look into it more. Now, before we go to the break, mm-hmm. I did want, if you could, let people know how they can see the movie, when is it being released, and how so that people know where they can see it. Absolutely. Um, we're very fortunate. We have uh, this July 14th, um, we have a big premiere um, at the uh, Lemley Aria Fine Arts, which is in Beverly Hills. Um, 
It starts at 7.20 p.m., and all the actors are coming. It's a big red carpet uh, event, and um, it's, it's you know, not to be confused with the music hall. The Lemley mm-hmm. Aria Fine Arts is on Wilshire near La Cienega, close to the Saban Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but tickets are on sale online now, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to— this is the first time it's playing in L.A., um, you know, we've played all over the world, and it's nice to bring it to where it takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. I hope people, um, if they're in the L.A. area, they can check that out this Friday. You said tickets are on sale, and I'll make sure to get those links from you and put them on my social media. Appreciate um, it. Is there a website where people can go now? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you just, uh, there's a Facebook page for the film, The Persian Connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and in terms of websites, um, if you just go to lemley.com, and Lemley is spelled weird. It's it L-A-E-M-M-L-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to lemley.com and just search uh, the Persian Connection, you'll see. Okay, yeah. Hopefully people can check that out in the L.A. area. And then after the break, we might talk about where it's being released um, for other people that they can access it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, starting i think you said but why don't we do that now july yeah, july 25th, 25th mm-hmm. it'll be available on demand and on cable all over um and uh, i will say this too that the 14th premiere um you know they put us in this theater is actually seats 500 people it's just, it's not like a normal size theater it's this mm-hmm. old kind of beautiful 30s art deco movie palace and um and i just really want people to come out and show because uh, this is samuel goldwyn's first time releasing an iranian film and uh, I think we can make a real big statement, you know, mm-hmm. and say, look, you know, we support this and, yeah. and they'll be more inclined to do more of these in the future. And I think that's a that's a great point that we want there to be more um, images in the media of Iranians that are not just terrorists and not just a few <laughs> types of characters, right. but that have different types of people in different types of roles. And I think that'll be important. So if you're in the L.A. area, I hope you can come this Friday, July 14th. I mean, go to the Facebook page for The Persian Connection, or we'll post those on our social media, too, so people can check it out. Hopefully, you'll support that premiere this coming Friday. Let's take a commercial break. My guest tonight, Reza Safai. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Jolakwi. We'll be right back. Welcome back. My guest tonight, actor, producer, Reza Safai. And Reza John, there is a call. You mind if we take that? No, let's do it. All please. right, let's do that. Radio Hamra, you're on the air. Hi, Reza. Hello. Hi, Salam. Uh, Salam. And I want to say I'm a very big fan of yours. And I Thank you so you much. Uh, in the movie Austin Bound last, uh, a couple nights ago, and you were so funny. <laughs> uh, that was a fun role to play, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very funny. I wanted to ask you, um, is, I have two questions. Yes. One, uh, is this movie, I want to bring some friends in. Yes. I want to know, is it more for Iranians or uh-huh. more for Americans? Uh-huh. And my uh, second question is, does uh, Francis Ford Coppola know you took his advice? Oh, wow. They, That's, those are two great questions. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for, for the first one, uh, uh, I guess I would you know, ask you a question, which is, um, uh, when you say for Iranians or Americans, um, uh, can you clarify, I guess, what you mean? You mean like more like, because, uh, you know, we have obviously all sorts of Iranians and all sorts of Americans. So 
Yeah, I mean, is it more for, uh, you know, Farsi speakers? I see, I see. For... You know, I think, um, I mean, I we've had audiences of all sorts see the film and respond to it. Um, obviously, you know, I think you're doing something wrong if you make a film that everyone loves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think, you, you know, I would... I would feel comfortable bringing anyone. I mean, we are um, taking a look at the gangster genre and we don't have any censorship. You know, we were able to make the film that we wanted to make. And um, and the gangster genre, you know, there's a lot of things that happened, uh, whether it's uh, violence or, you know, things of a sexual nature. Um, so we, you know, we go there. Um, but it's a fun ride. It's not gratuitous and, um, you know, it comes out of the story. And your second question, you know, is a really great question because as, you know, I don't know, I guess I'm uh, blessed on some level because I was at an Italian restaurant right before our premiere for Tribeca and who was sitting there, but <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola. Now the thing is he was with the whole Coppola clan and I just, you know, I never like to just approach people in public like that. I think it's, you know, just not a good thing to do. And I was leaving and my friend's like, why are you hesitating? And I said, well, I know I met Francis a long time ago. I know him a little mm -hmm. bit. And he's like, go say hi. I was like, no, 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 let's go. And then I said, you know what? Why not? Let's let just go. And I, as I was walking up, it was funny because I think uh, Sofia Coppola and Roman Coppola, everyone thought I was coming to talk to them. But <laughs> I, just went, I just went up to Francis and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Reza. And he, he, he you know, it was clearly, you know, he, he did remember me. And mm. I said, you know, that conversation we had, I actually made a movie that you, that you inspired. And it's going to be playing at Tribeca next week. And it, you could see the joy on his face that, you know, it had an impact. And, um, hmm. you know, may we all do that for other people because sometimes you just need that one thing, you know, like just for someone to say something that will change what you do, you know, and, and they're gems. And to me, that's, if you want to get uh, spiritual about it, you know, that's how, if you believe in God or, you know, the universe, that's how it speaks to me is in moments like that. Hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. Th thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I'll add this because... Like I said, uh, um, from the trailer, I would say go check out the trailer and you'll see that I think it's not a movie that's just for Iranians. It's a very, uh, I think anyone can enjoy it, especially if they like mm. the genre even more than just it's for a particular culture. Mm. So I, I, you can find it on YouTube, the Persian Connection trailer. Yeah. It'll come up. So anyone wants, who's interested to see some of the movie, go check it out. And it's a cool energy that night because, you know, some of the actors, it's like the first time seeing it. Mm. And one of the kids, the kid who plays Sasha, it's his like first premiere. Uh. And so there'll be a really beautiful energy. Yeah. And um, maybe I'll, I'll break the news on your show that uh, uh, Shirley Jihad, um, the NPR uh, reporter, is going to be moderating the Q&A. Oh, nice. So uh, we'll, we'll probably get into some really cool things. But I hope is to see you there. Uh, red carpet or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you there, Shahir. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for calling. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Those, those I think he had better questions than me so far. That was pretty <laughs> good. Uh, you know, before the break or during the break, we are talking a bit about, or for me it's always interesting when I see Iranians who are artists, mm -hmm. and 
Um, I know that there can oftentimes be a taboo, especially when you're choosing that career path in a Persian or Iranian family that you can get a lot of flack from, Mm -hmm. you know, family members that, okay, that's a nice hobby, but you have to pick a career and career means only a few things like doctor, lawyer, dentist, you know, whatever else they might include. Did you have, what was your own experience like, you know, of owning that and, and picking that as a career path for yourself? Yeah, no, um. It was a challenge uh, for sure, but you know I'm fortunate. Uh, my dad, in some ways, is rebellious because um, you know he comes from a family of doctors and he became an engineer. So that was like you <laughs> yeah, know, that was the, like the first generation was... <laughs> rebellion, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a form of rebellion. And uh-huh. then um, you know uh, my mom is just a sweetheart and mm-hmm. uh, extremely loving, and she has a very artistic sensibility a great sense of humor and Mm -hmm. you know she's a lover of arts so that was always there um but then yeah uh you know it became scary because it was like well wait what do you mean you know Mm -hmm. and i ended up uh i was pre i was in a pre-med track Mm -hmm. i I think uh, you i was too you were i think you have to be when you (laughs) apply when you put under like ethnicity iran it just automatically puts (laughs) pre-med like it doesn't give you a choice after that yeah yeah so i i was you know and i and i actually like math and science a (laughs) lot and i had a proficiency in it um but uh, you know, there, you know, there's something wrong when you're sitting in your organic chemistry class and you're reading, you know, Marlon Brando's biography. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like <laughs> you should be doing something else. Uh-huh. And uh, and to me, uh, this isn't work. And then I ended up auditioning for this conservatory that was at the uh, college I was at at the time, and I got in. Hmm. And it's a, it was a two year conservatory. And then the first year, um, I got the opportunity to play Don Juan in Don Juan in Hell, which is this like excerpt from George George Bernard Shaw's uh, Man and Superman. Hmm. And during the performance, the opening night, you know, uh, Don Juan has this like I think it's I don't know four or five page monologue. It just goes, you know. Hmm. And r- after I finished this thing, the audience got up and gave me a standing ovation, oh. and. I could, that was the moment I looked over because I, you know, I was just pausing. I looked over where my parents were sitting and you could see tears in their eyes Mm -hmm. because they were so happy. And that was the moment I think it switched. They were like, you know what? We're going to try to support him. And they've, you know, and it's a very tough business to get into. And yeah, you know, especially, you know, like after 9 11 and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff, like it wasn't the things I wanted to do. So, you know, but we and I and not having someone in the business in our family or anything, you just kind of have to pave your own way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did have you know a lot of wonderful support, and you know I try to. I've I've had many people come to me over the years, young Iranians, um, Iranian Americans, uh, wanting to pursue the arts and mm-hmm. talk about you know like what did you do and how did you do it, and I like to be supportive in that way because I think it's really wonderful. You know we have. A broad range of talents and mm-hmm. and uh and you know i think iranian americans obviously you know as evidenced by the uh the, the unveiling of the freedom sculpture mm-hmm. but so many other achievements have just paved their way and it's so it's so proud and wonderful to be iranian and i think like it's actually now like kind of becoming cool to be Iranian, you know, yeah. like, so. Well, I think your movie is going to try to, to push that a little bit further too. <laughs> I hope so. But I think it's great that you, you know, you say you kind of give back to those artists or those ambivalent artists. They're not sure mm. if they want to really pursue it or if they can. 
um, and you can share your own experience. Yeah, I think we have, you know we need people to pursue their talents, yeah. whatever they might be, be they mm-hmm. in science and medicine or math or if it's in singing or acting or whatever else it might be. Right. And also doing it for the right reasons because something right. I notice is, especially with this generation with social media, people very often, they want to just be famous. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was a study on um, teenagers and they found that more than even being happy for their future, they wanted to be famous. That was like the biggest mm. life goal wow. they had. So when people tell me they want to go into the arts, I think that can be a beautiful thing. It's always that making sure that they're doing it because they want to actually give something, like Mm. give their art rather than they want to take something. And that's true of anything. Even if you want to be a doctor, you don't want to be a doctor because people, the prestige and people, you'll make a lot of money. Those things can be good, but your motivation is hopefully more because you want to heal and help people. So it's just making sure, but I think we have to give people the freedom to explore where their talents Mm -hmm. lie, what's their passion. And as you said, to find a career where it doesn't feel like work. You know, and also like, uh, I mean, I love what you said. It's so... uh beautiful and profound and i think telling the truth you know and Mm. i don't mean just like you know oh i I did this and i should have told you but i mean like really getting into it and and art and artists you know have a yearning to -hmm. do that and um and then you know when you tell the truth in that way you know and for me it's usually you know through acting i try you know my best to tell the truth and and when you do that, it just the effect it has on people. Mm. It's so amazing the mm-hmm. mirror and like how they relate, and you know, it gives you a, a, almost like a comfortable distance to experience mm-hmm. this truth, and mm-hmm. it becomes universal. And um, that to me is like a worthy. You know, have you ever been to Egypt? No. You know, I went to um, uh, Egypt. Uh, it was one of the places we went to for our honeymoon. Oh, nice. And uh, this was right before all the, you know, the, the Arab Spring. Arab Spring. <laughs> and it's like, man, if you go in and, and look at the art in, you know, whichever, like, you know, tomb or, you know, just these pyramids. But then if you, if you want to know, like, the you know, why art is important, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the history of mankind mm-hmm. dates, you know, and you see, like, it was actually recorded by artists. Mm-hmm. And this is how we know this happened. Right. You know, so... It's it's very important. I know, it, and it's tricky because sometimes we equate importance with uh, money, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's not to say that you can't make money uh, doing right. arts, and you know. But um, as you said, you know, the fame and I don't know. I mean, uh, fame is like overrated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, it doesn't make you happy, and it, that's something. I mean, we've seen it both. You can see it in research and just anecdotally that people who are famous, mm-hmm. you know, they it's fun at first. But yeah, yeah, of course. They adjust to it just like if you win the lottery. We find that after about six months, people go back to the level of happiness right. they had before. So, yeah, like you're saying, it's uh, people think once if I was famous, I would be happy. If I, but it's because unfortunately something's missing within, and even when from the outside you get all this praise and. But also, uh, I believe attention. like if you make great work and whatever, people are going to see it and talk about mm-hmm. it. And if if you want to call it become famous, it'll become famous. Right. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't need to try to pursue being famous just try to make exactly. great work that's yeah and i think that's the you know there's nothing wrong with even most people like the feeling of getting attention I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a pretty human yeah. thing so it's not a bad thing to like the fame but the motivation hopefully is that again you're creating something you're giving something mm-hmm. and then yeah, if you create something good it'll get attention right but some people have it almost backwards they want to get attention just because they want the attention not right. necessarily for creating something and then yeah maybe i'll make songs or i'll get famous for that but it's not that they want to give so right. to me it's always 
coming into this world trying to give more than you take mm-hmm. is a, a formula that I love leads that. to happiness in the long run. Yeah. But we almost have it backwards. A lot of people think you're supposed to try to take and, and you know, mm-hmm. do the least amount of work and effort and take as much as you can and receive mm-hmm. as much as you can. And it's kind of like that St. Francis prayer. Do you know that prayer? I don't. Uh, well, I don't know by heart either, but, you, you know, uh, I would say look it up. But it's, you know, it's better to be understood, you know, it's better to understand than to be understood mm-hmm. and just kind of goes on. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's a good philosophy. Yeah, whether it's in your life and relationships, like have that mindset, um, you know, I think leads to happiness more than trying to just take. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk some more after yeah. the break, maybe about this stuff and some other awesome. related things. Again, my guest tonight, Rezo Safai promoting the new movie, The Persian Connection. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Talakwi. We'll be right back. Welcome back again, my guest tonight, Reza Safai. You can check him out in the upcoming movie, The Persian Connection. Um, seems like a really interesting film. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. You know, if, I will say, yeah, just to, sorry to course, no. interrupt, but... Uh, that the film stars uh, one of Iran's most mm-hmm. legendary actors, uh, Parviz Sayyad. And, uh, you know, I've had the great fortune, you know, to work with him. And he is um, not only an amazing talent, because I don't know, if, uh, I'm sure your, your listeners are familiar mm-hmm. with who he is, but, I mean, you know, um, the fact that he was able to because when his show was on, you know, his TV series was on in, in Iran, like this, the streets of Tehran were empty, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that he was like one of the first people to leave uh, Iran and, and create, you know, a theater and audience in America and, you know, cultivate a path for all these people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it was it was a, a, so he's not a, a, the, he's for super talented writer, director, actor, and in this movie he plays his first ever bad guy role. He's a <laughs> gangster. And uh-huh. it's like, you know, Edward G. Robinson style. Like he just really goes there uh-huh. and um uh he's also just like a wonderful human being. You know, mm. so I mean it's a rare combo in our yeah. world, you know, some people are talented, not so cool, and some people are cool, not so talented. Uh-huh. He's got the whole thing going on. So he's in the film, um, and he, you're saying he's a, seems like such a nice guy when you know I've seen him or you know in general. But yeah. he does play a pretty bad dude in this movie. Yeah, like you yeah. Kinda, even in that trailer, you're like, oh, he sounds pretty scary. You it's know? awesome yeah. to see him in, in this yeah. role. You know, uh-huh. um, it just like shows he can do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Fadi Boris Davoudian mm-hmm. is in the film. Uh, um, he's really terrific in it. Uh, Dominic Reigns uh, plays like a Persian John Waters gangster uh-huh. and uh, with 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 super style. Um, uh, Nicole Boucheri, actually from Circumstance, uh-huh. uh, the, uh, the lead from Circumstance, one of the leads from Circumstance, uh, is in the film. Uh, so a lot of you know great Iranian American actors, and uh, then uh, Julian Sands, the great Julian Sands. Uh, plays a Russian gangster with, like, a plum. And uh, then uh, Laura Haring is in the film from Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. one of my favorite David Lynch movies. And um, and Helena Madsen, or Helena is how you say okay. it properly in Swedish. Uh, she's a, a actress from Sweden who's, you know, been in uh, tons of films over here. Mm-hmm. And she's a phenomenal actress as well. So we were just really lucky to, you know, have a project 
that um, a lot of people responded to mm-hmm. and wanted to be part of. And you mentioned David Lynch. I think a lot of uh, mm. people are making comparisons to your film that has kind of his style of filmmaking yeah, to some degree. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been described as, I mean, it's, and listen, it's an honor because I, I love David Lynch. And uh, uh, as this, you know, Daniel, the director, um, and I guess as evidenced by Twin Peaks' popularity, uh-huh. a lot of people do, uh, are closet David Lynch fans. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, um there was a at first the comparison came from a reporter from the Wall Street Journal um, when it premiered there and was kind of touting it as a movie that a lot of David Lynch fans would admire. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you get influenced by the people that you love, mm-hmm. and uh, both Daniel and I have a, a strong affinity for him. I think actually, Lost Highway, I think, was the first film that Daniel really got into as a Lynch fan. Um, and through the soundtrack, oddly enough, oh. um, and uh, uh, yeah, so it it is it does you know I, I we like to describe it as um, taxi driver meets blue velvet set in Tarantulas. Mm-hmm. I think that like kind of like really gives it what it uh-huh. is. Yeah, that's and you know it, it's um, it, it like I've, I mentioned the word intense a lot because that's what I get mm-hmm. every time I saw the trailer. I saw it maybe three four times today, getting ready to see you, and every time I'd see it, I'd be like. I want to know what what's going on. Yeah. You know the, the you know you hear some things and you're like what what's happening with this? There's a boy named Sasha and you mentioned uh, him before. He's like a young kid and he yeah. It, it just there's so there's so many layers to what it seems mm-hmm. to be going on in the movie. So I think people will really enjoy it. You know, Iranian cinema. There's a lot that comes out of Iran that's been tremendous and even getting sure critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, but there isn't as much I don't think that's been happening in in America. I mean, it's happening, mm-hmm. but. It hasn't got the exposure, I don't think, that right. I think we're hoping to get. And I know mm. you, you're hoping to maybe open that door with pictures like this. Right. Now, that's a good point. I mean, you know, I I think, um, you know, there, like I said, I mean, obviously, I think Pavi Sayad, uh, you know, made one of the early films uh, outside of Iran that got attention at the film festival level and, um, and, uh, but there's still, you know, it, it's it's difficult because they need to um, uh, differentiate between mm-hmm. cinema from Iran and then the cinema that we're making. Right. And so to to categorize them as Iranian films is somewhat of a misnomer, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, if you think of it as a movie from Iran, because no one would ever be able to make this film in Iran. Right. But a lot of people in Iran are going to see this film on the, you know, black market DVD. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I'm sure they will, and they'll they'll want to to kind of get a glimpse into L.A. You know, at least this uh, the gangster style like vision of what you know Tehranjulis right. would be like. Right. Yeah. And just like the you know the the spectacle of the movie, the way that visually it's told. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that we normally see. Um, the aesthetic. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think a, a circumstance, um, you know, obviously it won at Sundance and had a, a tremendous life. Um, the, it was, uh, you know, it was the same year as a, a separation it came out. Oh, so oh. it was like these two kind of competing, very different films. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, then A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night certainly made a big splash, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, um. So, but yeah, I, I think little by little we're opening, and, and I think people are just like now getting used to the fact, and then like can differentiate, you know, mm-hmm. because because uh, it's like, what is this? With circumstance, I remember we had a problem because 
we didn't really have a country to represent it for like award season because it you know it wasn't going to be an Iranian film from Iran mm-hmm. it wasn't you know we shot in Lebanon and Lebanon was not you know going to be the support of the film and it was all in Farsi but it was like financed you know mostly through America so you know these are interesting questions right. but again yeah. it's as like Iranian as we are you yeah. know we have this huge mix of things going on mm-hmm. you know culturally right. interests and you know what you're doing on your show like trying to shed a light on maybe some things that we aren't as comfortable to talk about right. and uh but we should be talking and, about. and speaking of which circumstance was a movie that definitely brought up topics that lots of times people in general but especially in the iranian community aren't so comfortable to talk about but i think that's I think why it had such a big impact, mm. or one of the reasons it had such a big impact. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I'm biased, obviously, but I think it's a beautiful <laughs> film, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beautifully told uh, by a very talented director. Um, but you know, the, you know, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, as the maybe it relates to the the caller's question earlier um, as well. But you know, as I was saying, like we wanted to make a gangster film mm-hmm. you know and as i said you know in, in gangster films like you know as iranians and i will just say like maybe iranian americans but like as iranians i think we f- will go to see the godfather or goodfellas and not think twice about like you know i mean look at the brutality i mean these are mm-hmm. people you know who are gangsters right yeah. so you got the violence and they're swearing all the time and saying all this stuff right and we don't think twice about it but then as soon as you put it in Farsi, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you know, what was that? We can't say that, right. you yeah. know, and, yep. and I can't believe it, you know, mm-hmm. and we get protective and, you know, all this stuff. But I think as long as we say it in the context of what it was, because it's not going to be true to these characters if they don't do that, you right. know, but but they also speak Farsi and do it. So we are uh i think once you break it's like breaking the sound barrier mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like once one person did it everyone started to do it yeah. and i think it's happening more and more i think a girl did it in its own way uh i think the persian connection is going to do it in its own way and yeah. you know i mean look no one's setting out to make these films to be controversial mm-hmm. well i think you know it's important because you're saying yeah we don't want to maybe they don't want to see persians doing certain things but the whole point of Art is to reflect life. And there's Persians that do good things, that do bad things, that do drugs, that do this, that do crime. Right. There's, and as there is of every culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's telling real stories. And if we try to pretend like we don't do that or we don't do this, <laughs> when we know that's not true, right. it's not reflective of real life. And then also, you know, talking about taboos, we keep so many things taboos and we don't want to talk about it. We mm-hmm. pretend like we don't do them, but then everyone does them, you know, in the dark and behind closed doors. Right. But it's actually better to bring it up like, look, we're human beings. We experience the whole range of emotions. We do the whole range of actions. That's just kind of, that's the truth. And I think that's better to do. That's more honest, you know, filmmaking and storytelling when we do that. So I think it's good that you're, even from the preview, you can tell that, yeah, your film is going to talk about a lot of different things, sex and drugs and crime and, you know, the underbelly of a, a city. Right. And that's just that. That's yeah. part of real life. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, if you want to look at, you know, why it is good for the culture. I mean, how many times do you see Middle Eastern or Iranian characters as the protagonist mm-hmm. of a film? You know, it, it right. made in America. Right. It's rare, you know, yeah. and uh, so that's a step, mm-hmm. you know, and and believe me, like, you know, we had all sorts of conversations and things where people wanted to change it, and you know, it's like, well, wait, this is the movie mm-hmm. we want to make, and right. 
and we really, you know, stood by it. But uh, and we're glad that you did. You know, we have we have to wrap up. That's why I cut you off there. But we're glad that you did and made a, a real movie. Thanks about, so much. I think people will really enjoy. Um, not just for Iranians, but I hope the Iranian community will support it because, like you said, yes. the red carpet premiere is this Friday, the 14th. This at Friday, the 14th. Lemley Aria Fine Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look for tickets. Yes, at 7.20 p.m. Um, so for the Persians listening, 6.20 p.m., so you're on time. Um, but you <laughs> And can... <laughs> listen, if you come a little early, we're going to have some uh, free wine for you. So okay. it's worth the ticket price. So be there early to party a little bit, and the cast of the movie will be there, and hopefully lots of Iranians and non-Iranians will be there to, to fill the house. Hopefully you're there. And then after that, Starting on the 25th, you can find it on demand. That's right. Uh, on demand on cable. Uh-huh. And uh, we will have a, a week-long uh, engagement at the uh, the theater. Um, but, uh, you know, we won't be there. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but hope, Yeah, exactly. So if you're in the L.A. area, come out this Friday. Um, and a big thanks again, uh, Reza. Thanks Stafway. so much thank for having so me. Much. And thank you for what you're doing for the community. Really oh, appreciate thank it. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for all the great work you're doing. And hope to have you back sometime soon with one of your upcoming projects. Uh, again, a big thanks to Reza Safoy for joining me tonight. Thank you to all the callers and listeners out there. And Amir here in the studio. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Talakwi. Have a wonderful night. KSWD-FM, HD3, Los Angeles.